just waiting for that record and bam just like that lately that's usually what i say it and a button pops up and that's a good thing good morning everyone this is going to be probably a little bit longer i'm going to say because it's monday mindset we've got lots to chat about we do not have a guest speaker on today we will be having a guest speaker on tomorrow which is very exciting news we're going to kind of wrap up the weekend and chat about what's going on with two sisters but good morning everyone this is carol sue aka Nani boss lady canna live from a gorgeous i'm not gonna i'm gonna brag a little bit it's a gorgeous day in vero beach with two sisters hey good morning everyone my name is janice aka wellness diva 3.0 with the chirping bird in the background but it's all good we just go with the flow here and yes, Mindset Monday <coughs> and a lot of pivots and divots. Um, I am in my ILKB gear and I just wanna tell all my peeps at the 5 a.m. class, I faithfully did get up like I normally would and my bad foot is swollen and it hurts. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. And yes, oh, I will get out, get out my little violin in just a moment, but onward. So yes, we have a lot to chat about. You know, at Two Sisters, we're always, um, it's been a very creative year and I'm so thankful for that because that has perhaps directed us in the way that we shut up. Shut up. Bird is excited too. He's, you know, he, he's gotta, you know, he's gotta get his chirp sense in. Boy, bay. I'm so sorry. But anyways, I'm just going to finish talking. So okay. the creative aspect of where we have been, where we thought we were going to go, <laughs> excuse me, are really two very distinct things. But it really has opened up an avenue that perhaps we didn't see coming. And I think that's the kind of the neat side of being a digital warrior, digital entrepreneur, in this day and age and we have a lot of exciting news so what do you have to say about our what's going on in the world today about mindset and well before we get to that because there's so much to go into you know the pivots of, of what we've been doing um i really want to just chat about you know the weekend i want to see how you how, how was your weekend we did a lot of creative stuff over the weekend we did some brainstorming and it's funny how conversations can just pick up. So I'm gonna give you an example. A friend of mine up north, high school buddy, uh, we try to see each other obviously before the China virus, even though I understand now that it's banned and I'm gonna segue into that. Apparently you're not allowed to say the word China virus anymore. She was actually down south visiting and she was on an island probably about an hour an hour and 15 from here off uh the palm palm uh west palm beach area whatever there's a there's a there's quite a few islands but she was there she wanted to know how far we're and she literally out of the blue no no hello no how's it going I, she, I get this text from her and this is how you know childhood relationships are that like we don't even have to talk for a year her, her 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 text to me was, "Are you getting that vaccine? <laughs> not how are you?" Blah, blah, blah. So we just go right into it. And of course, I do not believe in the vaccine for several reasons. I do not believe in masks for several reasons. But being that that's my belief, that is that is my choice. 
And that's the wonderful thing about America. We do have choices, even though the uh, O'Biden administration is trying to uh, kind of impede on the Constitution on rights. Again, my opinion, uh, I am not afraid to say that I'm not going to be vaccinated, and this is the reasons why. I do not believe in wearing masks. Now, when I say I do not believe in wearing masks, that does not mean I don't believe that others have the right to do that. They, they absolutely do. And they also, when I say that, does not mean that they're not appropriate in certain situations. So this weekend, segue into, you know, before our conversation, I was on a Connecticut forum. I'm on different Connecticut forums. Obviously, I lived in Connecticut for most of my life. So yes, I'm on several forums where relatives and friends live and whatnot. And the subject came up on the whole mask wearing. And one of the comments was, you know, I don't understand why people just can't wear the mask because that is the only thing that is going to get rid of the virus. Now, that would not be a factual statement from my perspective. That's more of an opinion statement because there's no facts, there's no scientific facts that the not wearing or wearing a mask gets rid of the virus. <laughs> I think we can, that's a common sense kind of thing. But again, it, it's it's very opinionated. And the, the discussion came up about, you know, uh, wearing the mask, not wearing the mask, and why we wouldn't do, and it was, it was that same mantra, why would we not do the best and the good for all? And I thought about that. It's such a very communist statement when people make that statement, it's the good for all. The good for all uh, does not apply in America. <laughs> Again, my opinion, common sense does apply all in America. So yes, while certain circumstances do, and I actually talked to a very close family member last night, the subject of masks came up. And the new thing I realized that's being pandered is that even if, and I guess this is coming out of the people that are occupying the White House, even if, even with the vaccine, and apparently Dr. Dr. Fufufu came out and discussed it as well, with, even with the vaccine, you still can pass the virus. Therefore, they're now talking that even with a vaccine, you should wear double masks, not one, but double masks. And they're looking into a booster shot after you've had the vaccination after six months. And I thought, if you don't see Big Pharma written all over this and fear-mongering written all over this, the conversation from my perspective will be postured and will be cut short because I have no tolerance for this anymore. I don't have tolerance for people that don't see what's right in front of their eyes. Maybe because I look at it from all angles, because I do agree that masks are helpful in certain situations. But then the debate came up with, if they wear them in the OR, they're safe to wear them on the outside. And the argument at that point on this Connecticut forum was why don't you, uh, and my comeback from that was, well, uh, no wire is a sterile environment. The outside world, your car, your home, the stores you go into, the restaurants you eat in, if you're brave enough to go out and eat, are not sterile. So 
the mass works in a sterile environment. It's not going to necessarily work in a not sterile environment. But yes, if you're in a situation where you're maybe with an elderly person or someone that falls in those different brackets and that makes you feel more comfortable and more importantly, they're more uncomfortable than yes, wear it. But don't dictate to others that choose to live their life not in fear. So when I heard the comment that the mass make the OR sterile, I thought, and this person came off very, you know, like he was very intellect and he knew what he was talking about. I said, do you understand how OR actually gets sterile? There's a certain type of uh, FDA approved uh, microfiber cloth that they have to use with a, with an actual like serial number or whatever. And uh, all the equipment that's brought in has to be, be like thoroughly cleaned before it even enters the OR. Like there's a lot of preparation into making an OR sterile. And, you know, fun fact, masks don't make an OR sterile. The masks are there for moisture, um, for, you know, obvious, the obvious, like, you know, saliva, whatever. Those things are to keep the doctor kind of sealed from the opening of the patient or whatever they're doing, you know, whatever their, the surgery is for that particular patient. It has nothing to do with the environment uh, that's already sterile. So I thought, choose your posture arguments wisely. So I kind of shut that down right away. So I can't even have this conversation because you're not, like if, that, if that's your argument that because the o, they wear them in the OR that makes them sterile, that, that that's okay for the outside world, the conversation's over. So sometimes you need to know when to back off. And how do you do that with posture, but with also mindset? When you have a clear mindset on that, you make sure that you do the facts and you do your, you know, you do your due diligence in knowing what you're talking about. Do some research. Uh, you know, I didn't get into a, I don't normally get into a conversation like that unless I do my own research. And yes, I can multitask and be on a forum and chat about it to double check. Say, oh, did I, I did read that? Is that correct? The other important thing with mindset is constructive criticism. It is okay if you are on social media and someone critiques you. Don't get offended by it and, and don't like don't get into the argument about it. Like there's some people that are have an issue like with grammar. Now I have to say my grammar was perfect and I did not even have a spelling error for my fat fingers. So it wasn't me. It was actually this other person who also agreed with me when they did their post they had some, you know, you know, misspelled words or whatever. And the forum went crazy on this poor woman because her grammar, grammar, her grammar was fine. You know, maybe she was off on punctuation or maybe there's a few misspelled words, but they crucified this poor woman. And I thought, and one of the arguments was you're wasting my valuable scroll time. Remember, because we always talk about scroll time with mindset, how much time you're scrolling on Facebook. And this phrase was used, my valuable scroll time. And I thought, do you realize what you just said? You're putting value into the time that you scroll. And because this poor woman, you know, misspelled a word, you know, where's the tolerance? And I thought, if you're saying that scroll time is valuable, but you're picking up a woman because she may have misspelled a word wrong, or maybe she didn't use the correct uh, punctuation, get a life. That was my weekend. So how do I get up on Monday 
to get in that right, right mindset, you just get back on the wagon and you think positive and you understand that you kind of, kind of review. I always do a review of the weekend. You know, did I have fun? Who did I, you know, have conversations with? Did I get some work done in? I did not eat my best and my belly is, is, uh, it's been about three weeks of not eating the healthiest. And what I mean by not eating the healthiest, I don't mean that we overindulge, but I ate things I don't normally eat that were really yummy. And my belly is, my belly and my mindset are not in sync right now. How about you? How was your, that was a wrap up of my weekend going into money. So before we get into money, what was the wrap up from your weekend? Um, it was actually a great weekend, very productive. Um, I did work my tail off, but I don't consider it, number one, I don't consider it work because I absolutely <laughs> love what I do. Um, we had a great time Saturday night, obviously worked on the, um, some stuff for two sisters and the knockout Shelly project, which by the way, two days, two days. I'm oh super excited God. because I, this is my first co-authored book. So I'm super stoked and I'm taking the reins from you because I, I was, I was really watching or uh, reading the post on our knockout Shelly Facebook group. And, you know, the excitement obviously is, is very real. So share with us and our viewers and our audience, our listeners, that moment when your first co-authored book came out, you know, so we can learn from you what to expect. Cause I'm like, what do I do? Well, you know, every book I have ever done has been very different. My very first one, when I was asked to participate, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna be a published author. But going into the final couple days was very, it was a very exciting nerve wracking time because I did not know what to expect. And then, you know, you get that notification, hey, the book is live. So you go and, you know, people that friends, family that you've reached out to or different Facebook groups that you can post it in and, you know, you're asking for support, but the all day uh standing by all day saying hey you know hey we're in this position uh now we're in this position and as it moves up the line is like oh my god in fact i think i have a problem stop right there stop right there when you talk about imposition going up the line because you know we 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 know what's coming so we don't want to kind of get too much out with you know future stuff right this second but when you say moving up the line for those that, you know, are thinking about, geez, I've got the story, short story, long story, book, you know, what is she talking about up the line? What does that mean? So when it goes on, excuse me, on Amazon, it will be going in different categories. Okay. And when it goes up the line, meaning the number of downloads, that's why it's so important on that time frame of when the book goes live and it will, it, it will slowly rank up in other words um number one international bestseller this i've got two books here i got a couple of books here so <laughs> just to give you a for instance the art of unlearning volume two this hit number one international bestseller in four countries within a few hours wow so that's what i mean about moving up the line there's certain protocol that has to happen with a book so this was my very first book that i was involved with women on a mission and as you can see international bestseller <laughs> so when i received the notification that i was an international 
bestseller, I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm like, oh my God, how am I supposed to react? I was like excited. And of course I told Gary, he wasn't even sure what I was talking about. <laughs> oh guys, that's a whole other- Now he understands. He, oh, now he understands. Yeah. And then I remember calling you and Eileen and I mm. said, I'm an international bestseller. And, you, and it was, it was surreal. Like I could not, it was hard for me to fathom that. <laughs> this book was uploaded to Amazon it went live and just with a click of a button, it went all around the world and hit international bestseller. And it's I crazy. thought, it is, it's, and I get very excited, obviously when I talk about it, because it is very exciting. It's like, <laughs> and, and I said to um, uh, Michelle on the knockout Shelly, and I said, when you see a message from me on Wednesday, you're, or when you're looking at your phone, you know, has she texted me yet? You know, what's going on? It's like, and then you look at a message and it's like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, it's just so excited. It reminds me of Christmas morning. That's the only way I know how to explain it. Just that anticipation, the excitement. So that's kind of what moving up in the ranks means um, in the KDP world with um, Amazon. So Obviously, we're, you know, very excited about that. It is my uh, 14th co-authored project, but my first as the compiler and publisher. That's so, exciting. So you've got some, you got some first going, although this will be your 14th co-authored book, this is the first for, for publishing and, and being the compiler because yeah. I was very, very, very selective um, about this process. And I learned a lot from it, obviously. Um, of course I made some some mistakes, but I learned from them, which segued into something else that we're going to talk about in just a moment, but it is such an exciting time, not only for me, but more importantly, you becoming a co-author, obviously my sister and for these amazing other women that, in fact, you know, Shelley had mentioned to me, it's just hard for me to say that I'm going to be a published author. I know. I mean, I can't, you know, that, that's, you know, what I've been wrapping my, my head about because I've always loved to write. I've always journaled, you know, and I've got so many different journals with uh, different segments of my life, some comical, some, you know, some funny, some serious. And to know that, you know, the possibility that there's a home that you don't have to be this huge entrepreneur to get, to get your message out. You know, you know, my, my mantra is just get the message out and don't let your vision go to the graveyard. And if it's, you know, if you don't feel like, Hey, I can, I can author an entire book, you know, there's possibilities of being a short story writer. And for the, for those that have never, you know, like myself, I've never been an author, but I will be, you know, published in a few days. It's a good feeling knowing that those are the stepping stones that possibly could lead to your own book. And that, but you took the steps to kind of get there. And, and this is part of the process that, you know, it was something that I've always wanted to do, never thought I could do. 
and knowing that there is an avenue. And I know there's more people out there like me that have a message, you know, whether it's health and wellness, whether it's, you know, a, a journey. I mean, I envision a couple of different books in my head already that are so such important subjects regarding uh, mental illness, recovery, um, you know, from from both seg segues, you know, there being the parent being, you know, and, and, and having a loved one that suffers from from recovery. I mean, all these different things have gone in my mind. And I know I'm not alone in that. There's so many other people that are, are I, I, I look at it two ways. They're published. They're published in the mind, but they're not, they're not published on paper or they're not published in the digital format. How many of us, I mean, and, and, and that has to do, do with mindset. You know, how many times have you, you know, wrote a story in your head or you took the journey that you've been on and can visualize it in your head being published and it's published in your head, but it's not really published. You know what I'm saying? Well, exactly. Because, you know, I've, I've always loved, obviously, the aspect of writing. I love to read. Um, I have such fond memories of when I was little reading, um, and, you know, funny memories of, you know, and I think I may have mentioned this last week, but, you know, when I was little and I would say to mommy or daddy, how do you spell whatever the word was? And, uh, they would say, well, look it up in the dictionary. And I'm like, hello, if I don't know how to spell it, how am I going to look it up in the di dictionary? Daddy would say, sound it out. So I'm right. like, okay, let's say the word was responsible. You know, right. oh, okay, R, you know. And I was a little, that's how inquisitive I was about that. So there's always been that, that um, development there without maybe really knowing it. Obviously at the time, because I was little, I look back and think, well, there was the segue into different things um, that have transpired. And of course, the question now I get a lot is, <laughs> when are you going to write your own book? And I was actually thinking that um, after we chatted on Saturday, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be 59. Maybe I should do that before I'm 60. So that's my tentative goal with that. And I, you know, because a lot of people have asked me and and I kind of, you know, okay, I, I think I can definitely do that. And, and then of course the thought comes into my head. All right, great. Whoa. Uh, I have 14 co-author projects. What the hell am I going to write about? But there's always something right about. If there is depth, if there is concrete soul behind it. And what I mean by concrete soul, like think of the things that interest you think of the things that you want to help people develop or help inspire um maybe it's a book on mindset you know we're talking it's mindset monday and we're talking about mindset maybe it's maybe a course that you've wanted to create but you thought you know what you know maybe i should do a book first and then maybe segue into something maybe it's that segue of getting to where you want to go even so those, even those short stories, I would think that because it is a short story, you could actually take one of the short stories and dive in even deeper, you know, and, you know, elaborate, elaborate more into that particular short story, you know, because a long story starts out with a short story, I think. Well, right. And 
a lot of times when you're thinking of, okay, I want to write on this subject, it's voluminous, right? And I don't know if you remember when we used to maybe do book reports when we were in school and you had to write out. Um, I still have one. I still, I found a couple of them. You know, we had the construction paper back, uh, you know, front cover, back cover, and it was stapled in like four spots. And it was on that, um, you know, composition type paper. I still have a few of those. Uh, I don't, I don't. You know, by the time they got to me, they didn't save anything. So <laughs> I was number five. So the first four, okay. But, you know, five and six. No, I don't think, I don't, I don't actually think mommy or daddy saved them. I think I actually saved them. They were in oh. one of my boxes. And for whatever reason, you know, I saved them. But, you know, it's, it's funny to look back. And then, of course, I've saved the, you know, Mike and Tina stuff over the years. And, I created boxes for them. I've given them most of the stuff, but you know, it is funny, but those are the things that I think added to that. Like you said, the, you know, the being inquisitive about writing. Well, yeah. So how you start out with that and, and just a quick tutorial, say it's a subject on mindset. That's a huge subject, right? Yeah. So you look at it from your perspective and you just write, you just brain dump. And then in between that, well, okay, this is how I do it. This is what happened. This is how I persevered. Well, how would that process evolve to the person that you want to reach out to? So perhaps intertwine some information that would help people realize that what, how you processed it, how you got through something led you to point A from point B. And it's, it definitely is very hard to do that. It's still hard for me to do that, even after 14 co-authored projects. You know, I, without giving away too, too much, because a lot of what I'm just saying, I actually wrote in the intro to the knockout Shelley project. So I don't want to say too much, but, no. what I, but what I will say about this is it's the art. I want to say the art of unlearning. Um, it's the art of unlearning what normal means to you. Right. And that's something that, that is something too, that, that will create that, that mindset that you can, and it, it's kind of a strange line when you think of the art of unlearning because it's almost like you're going backwards to again go forward and how many times in our journey of our mindset or health and wellness or fitness you know getting organized in your home maybe going out you know starting out a new career venturing out in something you've never done before it may not be what you assume when you want to kind of dive into it and you may know certain ways of doing it and you have to retrain your thought process. You have to retrain how you've maybe mentally done something or physically done something. You have to unlearn it and kind of, and what I mean by unlearn, I'm not sure if this is how you're interpreting it, is you're not unlearning what you've already learned. You're kind of almost, I know it that way, but I got to start from scratch or a like clean sheet of paper. And I need to learn a new way 
so it's kind of like undoing what I've already know. I'm kind of adding to it, but in order to, you know, to go in with a clean slate, I can't revert back to what I've learned. I'm going to basically rewind, unlearn it, and almost try it a new way. Is that what you're referring to? I just want to make sure our audience yes. kind of know, because that's how I'm interpreting what you're saying. That's what that means. Exactly. So for instance, if you want to get up at 5 a.m. or before 5 a.m. and go to a class at 5 p.m., but uh, 5 a.m., but you're used to getting up at 8 a.m., well, you have to unlearn that pattern to make the 5 a.m. class work. Well, speaking of like unlearning, because we kind of all had to do that this weekend with the time change. How are you loving that? I mean, I absolutely love the fact that the sun, now the sun here rises, what well, was rising, I should say, um, probably about 7.10. And now it's, you know, a little bit even earlier. It's like 6 a.m. And it's such a, I absolutely love waking up to the sun just about ready to peak up. You know, the, the sun's about to rise. And I actually... I don't know whether it's my body cycle, you know, my mindset, whatever it may be, but I love this time of year or this time, uh, this time, this particular time change. I don't like it in the fall, but I like it in the spring. Even though you're losing an hour, you, you know, you're, you're gaining more, you know, sunlight. And, you know, my body adjusted to it right away because I was in this really weird 4 a.m. wake up time frame for about a, for, for a few weeks. You know, my body sometimes changes like all of ours do, depending on the season, you know, our bodies change with season and I could not get out of that. And I was finding, which is very unusual for me. And I don't know if our audience and viewers can relate going to bed earlier, which I'm not an, you know, I like to stay up till 11 o'clock, but I was finding then it went to 10 o'clock. And then last week it was like nine, nine thirty, And we were busy last week. But when you go to bed that early, hell, you're up at 4 a.m. because you've already gotten, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep. Well, what the hell are you going to do at 4 a.m.? You know, I don't want to wake everybody up. So what am I doing? So I'm grateful for the time change because I'm finally back on track. I love to be up about 530. That's my like go-to time between 530 and 6. And I'm, I'm, I, I've, I've humped over the time, whatever it is. And feeling good about that. How about you? Oh yeah. I mean, I, it usually takes me a day or so to get used to the time change, but I love this time change versus obviously the fall for certain reasons, obviously it really, you know, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, this is a sign that, you know, warmer, warmer weather is around the clock and, you know, you start to get excited, obviously, um, you know, you see things maybe start to spot, pop up, you know, signs of spring. And I think, you know, if I was to pick a favorite season, I would have to say spring because it's just, it's like the rebirth. You see the color. Um, but I also do love fall because of the color. So, you know, for instance, when I rock, walk around the circle, uh, technically I am not, I can't do it today anyways, but because of my foot, but when I walk around the circle during the different, you know, times of year, like this time of year, um, toward the end of March, mid to toward the end of March is when we'll see the asparagus 
in the garden start to pop up. Asparagus apparently is very early, so you'll start to see it. So every time you walk around, I walk around the circle, I'm like, okay, where's the asparagus at? That means that we're getting closer to warmer weather, of course. And that's then it's a cool, that's a cool symbol. Yeah, it, it is. And then of course, in, in the uh, fall, you know, walking around the circle and looking at the garden and, you know, seeing Uncle Billy over there, he does whatever he does in the, the fall time for that. And it's so funny because Uncle Billy every year says, uh, you know, I'm not going to do, uh, I'm turning the torch over you. I'm not going to be involved with it, but he's always involved with it. Like, <laughs> How cute so it's that? so funny. Yeah, absolutely. Well, who doesn't like cultivating, you know, earth and vegetables and, you know, the fruits of your labor and certainly he adds to that experience and that, that's what's happening. I think we're kind of in between now, you know, a lot of people say, well, again, you're in Florida, everything's always in bloom. Not true, folks, not true at all, because actually yesterday was that, you know, the weather's starting to get into the 80s. Uh, you know, look, yesterday, I think we hit 80 or 82, which means the pool water is, is definitely getting warmer. Thank the Lord. We have a enclosure that is a tighter enclosure, meaning the screen, because of the they we have what's called no noceum bugs, which I don't see them. They're very tiny, but because John is a bug magnet, we decide to go with the higher end screen. And what it actually does, which is cool, because you know, as you age, you also want to be mindful of the sun and the sun rays. It blocks out, I believe it's 30%. So a lot of people will ask, you know, how, how was your first full summer in Vero Beach? It was actually very pleasant because it's not as hot in our enclosure because of that. But what I did notice when I was looking around and I said, where's, you know, you're expecting now with the 80s, like where, where's all the flowers? Where's all the color? Well, we, we also have a spring to go through, which... So things are not fully in bloom yet. Like our, our hibiscus are just starting to pop out a little bit. And you do see that foliage just starting to change a little bit. Things get a little bit brighter. Flowers start to pop up. And it is a good feeling because you know that you're entering into that new season of growth, of rebirth. And with that is a good mindset because sometimes our mindset needs a rebirth. You know, our bodies, when we go through a new season, when we're ending, you know, every every new beginning has to come from another beginning's end. So we are entering out of winter and now into the, the rebirth of growth. And I think that's one of the reasons why I also love spring is because I think spring and fall are pivotal seasons to our own body, where summer and winter are just a continuation, but just in a different format of maybe temperature, you know, weather-wise, but not from, from a standpoint of, of growth and rebirth per se. So I, I absolutely love that. And that, you know, our mindset goes through that, you know, we go through the ups and downs, you know, the pivots, and are we surrounding ourselves with things that are going to add value and validate where we are to push us through the next segue? the next segment of our lives. And we've got so much going on with two sisters. So let's give a little, little before we end this, let's give a little glimpse of, of you know, some of the things that we've been chatting about and that we are excited about. And I'm gonna turn it over to you. Well, 
I have been very creative. Well, I think I'm a creative person. Sometimes it takes me a while to get there. Uh, and, and I get that. Um, but of course, <laughs> excuse me, this weekend working on the Knockout Shelley project and the creativity was just boom, boom, boom. And then it hit me. And I said, wow. So I started, you know, writing some notes and I called you. <laughs> and I, I have to say, I love, I love it when my sister calls me with, you know, and there's a different tone and I don't think she, I don't know if she realizes it. So when she calls about, you know, who doesn't have those complaints about, you know, what's going on with our better halves doing kooky things or, you know, family stuff or, Hey, we got, you know, this to do with taxes, whatever, you know, the, the serious side to the business or whatever. Um, but she has a different tone. You have a different tone. And, you know, when you called me, I was just kind of reviewing things for our uh, quarantine awakening book. And then all of a sudden, ding, 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 it's Jan on the phone. And immediately her first word, hey, what you doing? I'm like, oh, something good's coming. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I actually, I have kind of noticed that because I, I noticed a different pitch in my voice because I can't yeah. wait to get it out. And the funny thing about that, and I know I've talked about this before, like when I want to talk to you right then and there. <laughs> she picks up the phone other times she doesn't. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm yeah. like, well, you know, you don't know until you try. So I call her and I say, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, doing this. And I said, well, I have a great idea. You may not think so, but <laughs> so you always do that. Why do we, you know, and in all honesty, I don't think there's one idea that you've come up with that I, said no to <laughs> or yeah I I don't know maybe it's because I'm the younger sibling I don't know maybe that yeah. I'm always open to anything I would I would assume you would know that by now <laughs> of course of course I know that but I think there's always that well she's gonna think I'm crazy well you probably do anyways and guess what I could give a rat's ass but moving right along let's move this story forward so I say I have this idea Obviously, I love to write. Obviously, I love to publish. Two Sisters is always evolving. But my idea and creativity is an anthology series with <coughs> other digital warriors with two sisters. Thus, now, obviously, the name is still up for debate. But that popped into my head, so I had to go with it. So it's an anthology series with a total of 20 people, including your, myself and you. Um, the trials and tribulations of being a digital warrior, what that means to you. You started out at a point, and I think that's the, a really critical aspect of the story, again, is to showcase to other people that are transitioning you know maybe they're working at home maybe it's you know another busy couple that's you know they're both working at home they're young parents and they've got so much going on yada 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 and they want to start their own business but in a way that is congruent something that they love to do so I was really after that aspect of the story 
So thus the spiral staircase was born that obviously has a lot of meaning to me. So we are looking for co-authors for our project, tentative publication date, September uh, this year. So after the Knockout Shelley project, I am going to be, we are going to be posting about this uh, Two Sisters project. So it's going to be flipping amazing. And what I love about it is, again, if you have never written a book before, and maybe you've just started your own online business, we would love to hear from you. You can even send me a DM today or whatever, that's fine. And I'll be happy to, you know, send you the questionnaire. It's all ready to go. It's not going to be officially released until after the knockout, Shelly, but I will be more than happy to send you the quick questionnaire. So that is our big news. And we are just very, very excited about it. We are excited about it because, you know, a lot of um, in the, the entrepreneurial space, especially if you're in, uh, I'm going to use a segment of direct sales. People really have had to pivot over this the last 12 months. And, you know, we hear about, you know, there's so many tax benefits to having your a home-based business, number one, that I, I don't think a lot of people even realize that piece to it, which, you know, really adds money to your pocket, your, your bottom line, but also the flexibility of being your own entrepreneur and, and balancing that. And a lot of times, a lot of people... They don't wake up and say, oh, today I want to be in direct sales. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to, you know, work for myself. Sometimes it's because you fell in love with a product. Sometimes because you see the excitement. But with that piece to it, there's a lot of stigma with entrepreneurs that work outside of their home. And we really also want to change the face of that by really sharing why people do it. A lot of people don't realize that when you decide to belong to say and go into direct sales, for instance, it is the most economical uh, and the least amount of risk to have your own business. So, so many people like, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't work well with people in, in you know, being, you know, under somebody. I, I wanna be my own boss. I wanna be my own CEO. Well, guess what? We already are already CEOs. If you are running your household, you're a CEO. If you're a mom, you're a CEO. So now you look at it from an aspect of actually bringing in an income and what goes into that. And the journey uh, is also going to change the face, I hope, in a positive direction to really showcase to those that really think, ooh, like direct sales or being your own entrepreneur is like a dirty word or maybe they're thinking, oh, there's so much that goes into it, which that is true, but that's part of the journey. So this is a great way to showcase those that have decided to say, you know what, I wanna take charge of my finances. I wanna be my own boss. I wanna have that flexibility to be still be a part of, you know, if you're a young, young parent, you know, we should say if you're a young parent, if you are a parent that has young age children and you wanna still be able to participate in their lives, being an entrepreneur allows you that more, that flexibility. So I would be interested to see, because like I said, there's so many people out there that 
it kind of came to them. It fell on their lap. And we're so interested, two sisters are so interested to hearing your journey on how it evolved or how it is evolving because it doesn't stop. Your journey never stops. And we, we frequently talk about that. Your health and wellness journey, your mindset, those things don't stop. They're always evolving. But to actually showcase and share, you know, why you chose uh, that particular piece to, you know, adding value to your life, but also having that flexibility and showcasing it in such a positive way with your own words. And what a great opportunity. So give our, before we, before we wrap this up, give our listeners and our audience, when we talk about a short story, give them an idea of what, you know, like how many pages, how many, how many, I think you base it on words. She's better at this than I am. So yeah. That's that's a great question because a lot of first-time authors or potential first-time authors, that's something that they would want to know. So it is a sh obviously with 20 authors, it's more of a short face story, which is 1500 words, which um, on eight and a half by 11 is about four to five, maybe six pages. Um, <laughs> it's going on the five by eight, which is this size. That's cool. Um, so it would be physically see it. That's cool. Right. So it's probably more like 10 to 15 pages. Right. So that gives that gives someone an idea. Um, the the fifteen hundred words. Now we know because the with the knockout Shelley project, I actually went a tad over, I think, of fifteen hundred. And, and and yeah, and we have that flexibility that you know that's kind of the number that we're working with. However, we do understand that sometimes it, it, we want that to be like minimum. It goes over a little bit. It goes over a little bit, but like the minimum is fifteen hundred. Right. So the minimum is fifteen hundred, not over seventeen hundred. Right. right. Not over seventeen hundred. Right. And the bio, it's a short bio, um, three hundred words. That's it. And a great way to get around that, and I mentioned this in one of the emails that I have for this project, is there's, of course, an app out there. It's called Linktree. So if you have tons of social media and you're thinking, oh, my God, 300 words, how am I ever going to get all my social media information in there? Um, a lot of entrepreneurs use this app. Um, because we want the reader, oh my God, I got to click on Carol Sue's link, you know, and boom, they hit the link, link tree link and it brings up all your information, all your different social media. So that's don't worry way. about that. Yeah, that's and, such a, that, I love that. I love the, the link piece to it. Right. So don't think, oh my God, I, you know, I'm not going to participate because 300 words is just too little. Trust me, it is more than enough. And there's other apps out there that do the exact same thing as Linktree. I just, I happen to use Linktree. So that's why I reference that. Very easy to set up. But yeah, so 1500 words minimum. No more than 1700. If it's 1701, I'm going to send it back to you. <laughs> and she will. <laughs> I will. Yes. Well, that's why they call me the OCD diva, the deadline yeah. diva and the wellness diva so right and it's so exciting it really is because this is another avenue that two sisters can really showcase because we want to showcase entrepreneurs that's kind of why we started what we're doing 
it's all health wellness. It's all about living life. You know, if you've been a part of our podcast show that we frequently will talk about politics. We'll talk about what's going on in people's communities, what's going on in our country, how it impacts health and wellness, how, you know, entrepreneurial life is something that we're very passionate about and just sharing, you know, all the pivots and divots of this journey, which our final message would be that to show you that anyone can do this if you have the ability and you have that passion and that burning desire to impact others in a positive way. And with that, we hope that you go this Monday mindset with positivity, paying it forward, tolerance. Tolerance is a big word with mindset and you have to have that. Remember, if we were all exactly the same, the world would be boring and we don't want to be boring. We want to be upbeat and positive and trendsetting and doing all these different things to impact others. And with that, this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss Lady Canna, soon to be a published co-author. Woo! I'm so excited with two... This does. Hey, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 3.0. The Knockout Shelly project is this Wednesday. We will definitely post when it goes live. Please help my amazing authors get to international best-selling author. Let's get the get that going up there. So thank you so much. And we will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. with our guest, Dr. Sylvia. Can't wait to have her on. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.